Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tim Murray is the host of VSIN Primetime. VSIN Lives, I should say, Primetime. Airing from 6 until 9 Eastern. Also the host of VSIN's College Football Betting Podcast. He's on Twitter, at 1TimMurray. I guess, Tim, let's start here. Is Georgia the new Bama officially now? <laughs> I'm not ready to say that just yet. Um, but I'm not ready Dynasty's dead. I, I think they're still a really good team. What I was impressed with on Saturday, and so see if you buy this, Georgia, Georgia I felt like, took the role of Alabama where they have the big game. They suffocate their opponent. At no point did you really ever consider them losing. They made the explosive plays. And Alabama right now, like, I'm not willing to say, like, oh, this thing's dead. I think they made a bad hire at coordinator with, I think with Bill O'Brien, they made a bad hire. But to me, they're just another really, really good SEC team in which you get them at home. They're pretty, they're pretty tough at home. But you can get them on the road. They're gettable. Like, that's, it just felt like they've kind of taken they've taken a step back to like where Georgia was and now Georgia has elevated to where Alabama was to me yeah and I think they missed on a couple wide receivers uh, they yeah. were hoping that uh, the kid from Louisville would would be you know their next lineage of first round you know pick out wide um, and it just it feels like I wouldn't say it's it's done but you know if they don't have Bryce young what is this team right now you know are they six and three are they five and four uh, you know on the other side you could say that they're you know a two-point conversion stop away and better clock management from being undefeated so I, I think they've kind of walked the tightrope more than usual I just feel like maybe we're seeing a little bit of a knock on them that they're not going to be invincible year after year that there is a bit of a of a coming down and it's interesting to look at Georgia as they have just been recruiting at this elite level as has Alabama and Alabama's trying to kind of play the, you know, kind of perfectly work the system where they go transfer portal, but also recruit really well. And, and you know, I, I think it kind of came back to bite them a little bit. But I, I do think, uh, Jeffrey, you make a good point, too, about the fact that, you know, what are they at the coordinator position? I, I fully anticipate there to be changes uh, at the coordinator positions. I, I wouldn't be surprised if both offensive and defensive coordinator were out after this year. Tim, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, Tim, what you mentioned, Jeffrey, you mentioned Alabama's offensive coordinator situation. Who's got bigger issues with their coaching staff right now, Saban or Dabo Sweeney? I think Dabo. Um, I, I think it's caught up to him. And, and look, they can get Jeff Scott back. He's uh, he's unemployed right now. He just <laughs> got fired from South Florida. But, you know, 
I, I give I give Dabo and Clemson a lot of credit in this regard. You know, they have had this sustainable, um, you know, uh, just situation there in Clemson for year after year. It was Venables, you know, coaching the defense and Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott coaching the offense. And it just, it never seemed to skip a beat. And Dabo thought, all right, we'll just hire from within and that's the way we're going to roll. And I, I think recruiting has taken a slip. Obviously, we talk about teams going to the portal. Clemson does not go to the portal whatsoever. Did that come back and bite them a little bit? Certainly possible. Um, you know, watching that game on Saturday night, they just have no playmakers out wide. And it, I will say this I mean, they just, their quarterback position right now leaves a lot to be desired. I thought the play calling, I don't know what their game plan was. I mean, did they have a plan? I mean, it, it didn't see it. You know, DJ wasn't running until the very end of the game. And, and, and you know, for the quarterback situation, I mean, you've got two five-stars there. So it's not like they haven't been recruiting the quarterback position all that well. Now, you have to realize when maybe you don't have the guy that's going to lead you to the promised land. Like, DJ seems to be that – seems to have that case. But, I mean, think about the situation that they put Kate Klubnick in on Saturday night. <laughs> They, they bring him in, not after halftime, after what, like one or two possessions in the second half. They're like, all right, kid, go get it. You know, you're backed up inside the 10-yard line. Notre Dame brings pressure. He throws a pick. All right, kid, sit back down. DJ, you're back in. It's like, wh what's the plan? Like, wh what are you trying to do? It seemed like they have no idea what the plan is it was almost like a you know a bad manager being like all right let's uh let's bring in the righty to face the lefty here i don't know what to do well see if you agree with this so watching that game i think clemson thought they were going to be able to run the ball and then when they couldn't run the ball because notre dame's been very good against the run when they couldn't run it i think clemson thought well, it's okay. We're going to stop the run, and this is just going to be an ugly game. We'll figure it out, and we'll find something that works. Well, the problem was Notre Dame, the last two or three weeks, they're really getting good at running the ball. I mean, they won the game with, what was it, like 85 passing yards? I mean, it wasn't like the passing game was what was killing them. They couldn't stop the run. They get the block punt. The game script completely went against Clemson, and it's like, I don't know. The thing that surprises me, like if we're talking about with Dabo and, and coaching decisions and, and who to bring in. Let's use the Brett Venables example. After after Clemson got routed in that Orange Bowl, I think it was West Virginia, right? Didn't they put like 70 up on him? Sounds right, he yeah. goes He goes and gets Venables. He went outside of the system, you know, and it went, went to go get some fresh ideas. So he was willing to do that once upon a time. The problem that I have with Clemson's offense is I think their offense works when you've got Deshaun Watson. I think their offense works when you've got Trevor Lawrence. And then you've got a host of NFL receivers. The problem that I see right now is their receivers, kind of like Alabama, they just kind of like they're not bad receivers, but they're not, you know, they're not first round receivers that just dominate. And to me, like when. When you have the, those special kinds of players, the amount of one-on-ones that they would generate, like, okay, like, it's not really a system. It was just creating one-on-ones. I think they got to go get some fresh ideas. They got to get somebody outside of the Clemson family to kind of spice up the offense because there's nothing they do schematically that I go, man, that, that's, I haven't seen that before. Like, I, I, that's, that's a good idea. Well, think about it. I mean, 
Clemson walked into that game off a bye week, and that was their game plan. I mean, I I still don't know what their game plan was. I mean, look, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I was thrilled with the game plan. I thought it was fantastic. Keep it up. Um, But to your point, Notre Dame was not afraid of their corner uh, of their wide receivers. They went one on one and they loaded up the box and they were they basically had this they had a similar game plan even though they have a different defensive coordinator. You know when Notre Dame beat. Clemson in 2020, they said, DJ Uyunglele, because he was filling in for Trevor Lawrence that night, you have to beat us. And he almost did. He threw for 400-plus yards. He was absolutely sensational in that game. But they were not going to let ETN beat them. And I think Notre Dame went into Saturday night and said, Will Shipley's not going to beat us. Will Shipley, guys, in my opinion, of the skill position players on their offense, is by far and away the most pro uh, with the most pro talent, at least that I see. I mean, no, I, you know, I completely agree with you. I think, so I think I, he's a very good player, but I also think it's really easy to take away a running back if you're not scared of receivers. Right. And if you're not going to split them out wide and put them into unique positions, you know, Christian McCaffrey style. So, look, I, you know, I don't know how many folks uh, down in Memphis are, are crying today about Clemson, but here's, here's, the, here's what it boils down to. And we talked about it last week, and I was wrong. I thought Clemson would be the lowest-ranked undefeated team. They were not. TCU obviously was. Uh, ACC's done. I I don't see – unless there's complete and utter carnage, guys, how is Clemson or North Carolina getting into the playoff when they each lost to Notre Dame, and it wasn't a fluke? Notre Dame kicked both of their butts. Like, North Carolina got smashed at home – and Clemson got smashed on the road. I mean, you look at Bill Conley, expected win per, uh, expectancy was like 100%. There was no fluke about the Notre Dame win over Clemson. I think the adjusted scoring margin he put at 29. So he, he felt like Notre Dame should have won by more than the 21 they did on Saturday night. No, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. Who was – Notre Dame has another – And that's – and, and real quickly, and that's the best news ever for Tennessee. Yes, Tennessee lost, but two things happened after they lost that were enormous for the Vols. Alabama lost and Clemson lost. I think the path for Tennessee to get to the playoff is really not that complicated. No, but now it's this weird reality, though. They need LSU to keep winning, right? No, they need Georgia to win out. They need Cle- they need LSU to go to the yeah yeah to an extent all right they they need LSU to go to the SEC championship so it, it, that win looks better but they need here's the path they need Georgia to go undefeated they need them because LSU goes eleven and two with a win over Georgia guess what they're both in and Tennessee's out so you need LSU to go to the SEC championship and lose you need you're a huge all Vol fans get your burnt orange because you are massive Texas fans this weekend you need TCU out of there uh because if tcu has a loss i think they're done and then you're sitting pretty in my opinion with the pac-12 however that works itself out with ohio state michigan however that works itself out with georgia undefeated guess what tennessee's going to the playoff at 11 and 1 and i would say this i think josh heupel and i saw a little you know snippet from the sidelines of hendon hooker kind of rallying the team together after the loss I think they come out with their hair on fire saying we need style points. I would not be surprised down the stretch if the Vols absolutely 
obliterate everybody in their path, starting with Missouri this weekend, then South Carolina and Vandy. None of those are ranked teams. They should hammer all of them. And uh, if if they've got the right mindset, Josh Heupel and that offense has the capabilities, I would not be surprised whatsoever if we saw Tennessee trying to rack up some style points like we used to see in the BCS era. All right, tell me if you agree with this. I know it was a crazy weather day in Evanston. Uh, I completely acknowledge that. But the fact that Ohio State couldn't just sit there and go, hey, we have better players at every position, and they couldn't just line up and and run it down Northwestern's throat. And then, yes, Michigan farted around with Rutgers for a half, but then they did what you should do in the second half. They just ran it down their throat. I'm really struggling. I think this is going to be the exact same situation as last year. Like, I just think Michigan can bully Ohio State right now. It's possible. I, I just think if you're Ohio State, you have Jackson Smith and Jigba in bubble wrap until that game, and then you unleash him, and you hope that he's 100%. Maybe you play him because you know, he didn't play this past weekend. I'm not giving him a, an excuse, but I wouldn't be stunned if Michigan beat Ohio State anymore. I would have been stunned you know, early on in the year. But, yeah, Michigan keeps playing better. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.